You're listening to Cinema Snarks. I'm Larry. And I'm Ren. And we are about to tell you how we really feel. And today, we're telling you how we really feel about the latest Marvel film, Black Widow. The long, not really awaited, but definitely way too late edition. (sighs) Yes, well, I'm glad we're on the same page starting off on that. So, after at least a decade of fans wanting a Black Widow movie. Uh, Right after Iron Man 2, everyone is like, whoa, we love this woman. Who is she? We want more. Give us a Black Widow solo movie. And here we are all this time later, and we finally got one. Finally! (laughs) But taking place after the events of Captain America Civil War, Natasha Romanoff finds herself on the run from the U.S. government when she has broken the Sokovian Accords. And this path takes her on a new journey that has her past meet up with her present to help determine all of the world's future. So you saw this uh, last night, is that correct? I did. Okay, did you You see it in any special format or did you see it in just- No, just the normal movie theater format. We ate while we did it. We did it at the fancy AMC with the food at the mall. Oh, at the Cherry Mm -hmm. Creek Mall? Oh yeah. Nice. (laughs) We did it over there. It was a very nice date night. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've seen it twice now. Uh, So I saw it early and then I went on a Thursday night. I saw an IMAX because they were giving out free Black Widow comic books. So if you saw it in IMAX, so Mm. I had to see it in the IMAX format. Gotta get you free (laughs) swag. Always. (laughs) But look, guys, this is places where me and Larry like deeply diverge. If there's a free thing Larry's going to get in line for it. He's going to wait and he's going to get his free thing. Me, I do not care enough about a free thing to sit in line and wait. No, I'm like, Never. <laughs> this is yeah, a deep no. divide between me and Larry. Yeah. Free pizza day. I'm like, uh, no, I'm not waiting in a 45 minute line me. to get a slice of little Caesar's pizza. <laughs> I can buy a whole pizza for five dollars. Yes, I mean. <laughs> not today. No. Thankfully, no. this one did not provide a, a line. Uh, just you have to see it in the more expensive format, naturally. Um, but the first screening was in just a typical theater, so you know had to had to di- diversify the, the viewings as well with that. So really, really big and small. Yeah. I thought like to, a little too close to the screen, which is almost yeah. like IMAX. Well, that's good because, yeah, my IMAX screening was pretty packed. Um, really? So how how was your screening when you went? Um, I think it was packed. So I bought tickets on Wednesday, like, afternoon. Okay. And there and half of it was already... So you, yeah, were you were already in that packed. front section. Yeah, yeah. I, I managed to... I was, we were, like, in the row right before the full-on front section. So it yeah. wasn't oh, okay. the worst it could have been. <laughs> so I yes. was glad... I was I was glad I was a Stubbs member at that point in time to get my. Oh, oh yeah, I forget plate. that you're now AMC Stubbs. I am. I finally upgraded. I don't have the like C three movies a week or whatever deal, no. but I have the like paid membership, which looks like fifteen dollars. I'm like, yeah, to not have any like fees to get my tickets ahead of time because people are crazy. They will buy their tickets way ahead of time. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want to deal with that business. As I, we've just gone over, I don't want to wait in line. I don't want to like deal with that with these yeah. diehards. They're too much for me. 
And the other good thing with AMC, when you do have like a stubs or something, is that if you have to cancel for any reason, they can refund your ticket, but they don't refund you that processing fee if you buy it online. So you have no processing fee. So you do get like a full refund from AMC if you need to. Sponsored by AMC stubs. (laughs) There you go. We don't have a sponsorship AMC. So maybe if one of you hears this at some point in time, you consider... Yeah, I'm an A-list member and I love my A-list membership. So there you go. AMC, come at us. We are open and ready. We are (laughs) entirely viable. We are ready. But this is the 24th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It has been delayed for well over a year at this point. Not all due to regular circumstances. COVID, obviously, played a part in the big delays for Black Widow. (laughs) <laughs> but it was meant to be kind of the next new film of phase four, though so in it, the timeline, it takes place smack dab in the middle. Of yeah. Phase was it three. supposed to come out before Scarlet Witch and all the other TV series on Disney yes. Plus? Yes. Okay. So that makes a little bit more them. sense yeah. to me because it feels like this should have. Yeah. It definitely feels like this should have happened before all these series that are kind of like what they're like bridges into the next and this one has a connection i don't know that she's a bridge but it does have a connection to the future Uh, the big thing so the people think people argue about is that ike perlmutter is trash and did not want diversity in the films and blocked marvel studios he was like the head of marvel comic books marvel properties And he did not want those type of films. So I understand, at least up until Civil War, why Black Widow didn't happen, why we didn't get a Black Widow movie right after Iron Man 2 or in those early phases because he was blocking it. This guy was specifically opposed to a lady superhero film? Yes. What? Specifically opposed. He was, he's trash. Uh, He did a lot of trash. Uh, (laughs) But then we got past him. And 2016, I believe, is when Perlmutter was out. And that's when we started getting immediately, we got like Black Panther announcement, the Captain Marvel announcement. Like we started getting these announcements immediately. And still no Black Widow announcement. That's This movie is still about five years too late. Like even taking all of that into consideration, it should have been released at least prior to Avengers Infinity War. Um, at the very least, needed to be released before Avengers Endgame. You know, the yeah. movie she literally dies in. Yeah. Yeah, so I could <laughs> care that she died in Endgame. Oh, sorry, spoilers. If you haven't seen any of the Marvel oh. movies, the first decade's worth of Marvel movies, well, we just ruined it for you. If you haven't seen, if you're one of the, like, five people on planet Earth <laughs> who has not watched Avengers Endgame, um, I'm very sorry we just spoiled a major plot point. But, <laughs> but I'm going to give a warning well now. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the we'll time a, frame. We'll put a warning in here now as well. We are going to be talking about spoilers with Black Widow. So be prepared there. And then we'll get into our ranking. So hopefully you have watched Black Widow. This will be going up at the very end of its opening weekend. So fingers crossed. Or or hopefully you don't care about spoilers. Because spoiler alert, Black Widow doesn't die in this film. Because she has to be alive to go on to the... She does to take place after this, in, in which she does die. So for me, immediately lowers all the stakes just across the board. I'm like, oh, well, I know this character is gonna be fine. 
Yeah. So it doesn't matter any of the danger <laughs> scenarios. Like these don't matter at all. Yeah. So, so where what were your you? overall thoughts on the film then? Oh, I was going to ask you first because it seemed like you didn't like it at all. Um, but I liked it medium. I liked it medium as well. So <laughs> I, I get, I'm frustrated by it, but I part of the frustration comes from I liked a lot in there. I, I think there was some really good stuff in there. Totally. It just is frustrating. There's also just a lot of things that are like not there that are weird. So let's start with the things that we liked. I really like the concept. Uh, okay, so first of all, I thought it was going to be like a spy type of thriller thing. And it was like a weird family drama, co- dramedy, comedy thing, yeah. um, which I wasn't like upset about, uh, but it was definitely not what I was expecting. Um, and I do love the idea. I love this concept of an ex-Soviet villain nemesis of Captain America who has these daughters, one of which who becomes like a good guy Avenger. Um, I liked that concept overall. And also that character is probably one of the best parts of the movie. He is He's your comedic relief and he does a very good job of being comedic relief. Um, I do think Florence Pugh's character was actually my favorite part of the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Why did you not like her no, at all? I love her. I love okay, her. good. I'm just happy. No, I, I know why you, you think I don't like Florence Pugh. I've decided I really like Florence Pugh because I've yet to <laughs> see anything where I wasn't like, she's awesome. You but love okay, all I of her we, movies. We get confused because I have a like generalized anxiety and like frustration at the uh, weird uh, proportion of the a-list actor base that has suddenly turned into british people um not that i'm a i'm not a xenophobe i married a half british man i am <laughs> my grand my my mother-in-law is british i like love uh, british people think they're fantastic um it's just a, a a weird as an american actor type person who's been involved in it it just feels unfair anyways um that was my um, sidebar on Florence Pugh, but which I think you thought I initially disliked because I am opposed to the. Yeah. You loved the Little Women. You loved I Midsummer. Love, yeah. So I just think Florence Pugh's done a really, does an amazing job of making me like every single character that she plays. I've yet to see her play a character that I. Did you hate her character in Little Women generally? I, yeah, I normally hate <laughs> I have seen all the other Little Women's. I used to watch Little Women all the time when I was a kid, the or like original version, and hated Amy. She sucks. <laughs> if anybody has ever read or watched yeah. a little, she's terrible. She's a total little asshole. And she's a whiny, and she gets, she gets everything at the end, and it's bullshit. Um, but Florence Pugh really made her weirdly likable yeah. for me and like oh. she still has a lot of like problems and I, there's other issues with uh, like she's like they're all too old she's way too old well, for that amy character in the beginning and well, she makes when sense they afterwards. put her like literally in the schoolhouse with actual 12 year olds uh <laughs> yeah. that was a bit <laughs> that much was weird. but that's a greta gerwig decision yeah uh, so it's a separate thing but yeah so she does a really good job and i think this character i i liked this character a lot more than i've liked any other women i think in the marvel universe overall i think including except natasha. for what including natasha oh i don't care about natasha at all oh. like, i still don't care i still don't care about natasha romanoff at all i watched an entire movie about her and i still don't care about her at all 
uh, because this movie wasn't about her. It was like about her. It was about a thing that happened to her, sort of. They didn't really get into her backstory that much. Um, but yeah, I still don't care about her. I was about to say uh, Zuri. I, I also love Zuri. That, that might, she might be tied at this point um, because she's also awesome. But like, I just loved her sense of humor. I think Lawrence Pugh brought this really fun sibling bickery sort of loving thing yeah. to the role. And I really enjoyed, oh my God, the poses thing was so funny. Yeah, that was like the like, best. Filled me. In there. I loved it. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. It's a great running joke to have. And then when she and, does it at the end, it was like, yeah. ugh. <laughs> and it's such a funny, like such a poser. And it's just such a funny thing it's a good word it's a funny little double on hundred yeah i love that i love the like fat old superhero that's still he's still he's fat and old but he's still a superhero he's still super strong um, he dies i love him old and like reliving his glory days this weird thing where he's like does captain america talk about me <laughs> like <laughs> no. I just enjoyed his character overall. Um, Rachel Vice, Vice's character was a little bit less well formed. I love her normally, so, but it made it was, she was so underutilized. I feel. I mean, Marvel yeah. has that problem with iconic, like, amazing, amazing actor. actors. Yeah. Uh, they do this a lot to them. Uh, uh, just fantastic talents, yeah. and they just don't really do anything right? with them. Like we were just talking about in Loki, they had Richard E. Grant as. Uh, it's like at the very Loki. least he gave us like Ooh. a big moment that we loved yeah. keep yeah. him keep him i, I, I was like back at begging some point, for a classic loki kid loki gator loki like at least a special let us have a special with those three characters it stresses me out because they do a really good job of not repeating actors so i'm just like now you've used that one if you now he can't be anything else now he can't be some awesome villain at some point in the future because you've used him it's over now he can make <sighs> the voice of something i don't yeah, know yeah maybe um, but, yeah they do this all the time I will say both Florence I thought she was great in the film but Florence and even worse Rachel Weitz I don't know about those accents I was actually thinking with Florence Beer I was wondering if her accent is going to end up going the way of uh, Elizabeth Olsen's uh, it accent it, <laughs> it just like sort of gradually disappears and I don't understand the choice Really, because I guess well, because they because show other have yeah, and they show other widows all. in this movie who don't have accents. Yes, so they, so they I, have them talk, and it's like, oh, they didn't pick up a Russian accent. We yes. saw you at the beginning of the film in Ohio. Children you didn't have an accent. Yes, so we, why did you develop this weird bad accent I, later on? Do not understand. There does not seem to be a clear no. choice or distinction on these accents. And then Rachel, on top of the accent, Rachel was doing like a lisp almost. Like she was kind of adding a lisp to her accent. It was very strange how she spoke also, in this film. Maybe I'm crazy, but I feel like in the beginning they didn't have accents when they were like supposed to. Well, they to didn't, be but then when they like sidebarred, they did. So like their front of David Harbour and Rachel Weitz's character had American I'm like type rubbing, of accents. <laughs> I'm rubbing my temples because I thought it was one of my pet peeves in films when they sidebar people that presumably speak a foreign language and they have them talk in an accent. What? No, they would speak to each other in Russian and then just subtitle it for me. So I understand immediately. I mean, yes. 
oh, he's our Russian spy. <laughs> no, which Barry they kind of knew. Still spoke English and uh, just with an accent. Uh, uh, so okay. there you go. <laughs> so that's one thing that was weird. So those, I think Especially those are because things. it's not clear if those kids know Russian either. So if you don't want your kids to know what you're talking about, you speak the other language yeah. you two know and they don't. Well, <laughs> it does. It does really end seem that she does speak Russian, right? Because she, she yells a thing at the end. But we don't know at the beginning if she did. Oh, no, she does. Yeah. The little she girl does. does. She does at the end when she pulls out the gun. And yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So she does speak Russian. I don't so, know about okay. the little girl, but. So I think I've talked about all the things that I liked. I thought it Wait, was funny. I was entertained. I, I think also I, the action is fun. I, yeah, I generally fun. like Natasha's fighting style. So the way that they introduce Natasha with that like aerobatic flipping type of fighting, I've always thought it looks really cool on screen. I was glad to see it in this film. From, it seems like they made that the widow type of fighting style mm-hmm. in general. I thought it looked cool. I thought most of the action was fun. The villain, mm. but uh, this is a Marvel film. So, are you talking about Taskmaster or are you talking yeah, about? I mean, Taskmaster the... and him and her father. Um, what is it they call him? The uh, he has an actual name, Drakov. Yeah, there you go, Drakov. Drakov. A Russian name <laughs> ran, obviously. Uh, Drakov. If he um, has a Russian accent, doesn't have a Russian accent. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, the, the accents were a hot mess and they really should have just been like, you know what? No. And the same thing with Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, they tried with her, too. And they're like, you know what? Actually, cut it. This is not we you don't need that accent. We're done. Uh <laughs> very strange. Very it's, strange. Yeah, Marvel, really superhero movies, because this goes all the way back to Halle Berry and the first X-Men trying to do this like African accent, but it went in and out the entire movie. <laughs> so the second movie, they just dropped it all together because of like, oh, Halle, girl, this ain't working. Cut, cut the African cut it. accent. That's like, right. it's bad. Uh, <laughs> hopefully they do that. This is the nice Yelena. thing about doing theater is you do a bunch of rehearsals ahead of time. And so before you do a whole show, you can say, I'm sorry, the accent isn't working. Just cut it. Yeah. We're not going to do it. And then no audience has to sit there confused about why they haven't. Do they have an accent? Yeah. Is it what happened to their accent? And that that's dumb. That's ridiculous. Just, you need to make a choice from the very beginning. Just don't do it. So that you're not confusing your audience. Like, I don't want to be distracted by freaking yeah. stupid ass accents where i'm like who what is are they russian are they not yeah. what are they were they pretending to not i, mean, I don't I guess understand why at the very least florence Pugh was able to act through the accent at least she yeah. was able to still connect she yeah. still was able to like make us like her a lot the, yeah. and put the accent to the side yeah, <laughs> it didn't like derail her performance yeah, her, accent, her, her accent was also good it was like consistent throughout so i didn't have yeah. to i didn't worry about that one it just like doesn't make sense just, yeah, overall in the context of it because because Natasha has never had a Russian accent. Yeah, so okay, on top did you, of or, so wait, did you like did the we beginning? cover everything we liked about did you like this the movie? opening? What was the opening? So we start with the little kid stuff, but then they go into oh. like the really like dark stuff for a minute. They like go maybe the darkest Marvel has ever went, and I think it's because we're dealing with something very similar to real world issues that take place uh little girl trafficking uh not to make them super spies but to you know sell them into whatever trade you're Um, looking to sell them into in real world here are my thoughts on the intro so just on a surface level i thought the choice of song was really dumb and weird they chose um here we are now and yeah yeah, here we are nirvana yeah smells like team spirit which is just it was just weird and it didn't make a lot of sense and the lyrics were too obvious like 
maybe I'm just a person who listens to the lyrics and other people don't, but it's a pretty iconic song. I'm sure they had to spend a lot of money just to get the rights to do a cover of the song. We're so, and, Hollywood is still about those slow, sad yeah, covers. Like, they love them. Like the version, I, I thought the music, the, the tone and the vocals made sense. The song did not. So I was okay. just immediately distracted by why would they choose it? They're not entertainers. This is a very strange choice. This just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right. to me. So that was distracting to me as from like a sound design perspective. Okay. And then like the other part, they did this like blurb and like it, I, they didn't give me an origin story for black widow. And I want a friggin' origin story. I want to know who she is. So I understand anything about her enough to care. And they just like montage through the entire thing that I was supposed that like explains her whole backstory that basically is like, this is what happened to these girls then. Yeah. Um, and I, if they just think it's too dark for Marvel. Like Marvel, I think Marvel's maybe scared to go there. So they're like, this is as dark as we can go. So here's your montage. Know, here's my thinking is either go dark and deal with the thing that you're touching on or don't freaking touch on it because then it feels tri- like it's been trivialized. Like we understand that this is an issue so it feels like they have almost like tokenized it for a film because they didn't have the courage to really get into it enough yeah. to give it any sort of emotional impact, which sucks because it is like, it's horrifying. It is horrifying and it is a real issue. And they like, they just poked at it just the lightest amount. And like, I just think they've done, they have managed to do a much better job in other films of addressing more serious, these you know, serious issues and they just absolutely dropped the ball on this one. And so for me, it's like either do it or don't, but like, no. I get that it's like dark, but I don't know. I, 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 I get why they, I understand. That's so frustrating to me. Dark, yeah. But like at the same time, this just didn't feel like I didn't need this movie at all. This seemed like a pointless movie to me other than to maybe set up, Florence Pugh as a character her character later on as like a a new Black Widow revisited sort of thing other than that I I didn't see the point in it it still didn't make me care about Black Widow because like then you get into the the whole story doesn't make any sense Larry they're like (laughs) okay so you start off and they're like oh look they have this little family and this so and then they get into it and you find out that like maybe they knew it was fake the whole time or the little girl the six-year-old didn't know it was fake the whole time but maybe natasha knew it was fake the whole time but they only had it fake for like three years but then they formed this little family over the course of three years and then like for whatever reason, they feel bad about it now. And I'm supposed to believe that Rachel Weiss's character didn't know they were grooming these girls to be super soldiers and then was like, oh, I had no idea. Except she also was supposed to be a like red room super spy person thing. She had no idea that they were going to use those mind control things on the people they'd already been psychologically brainwashing. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. I don't know why the villain dad character cares about these girls now. Like, they never get into that. He's funny, but I don't care about anything he has to say the entire time. That was my thing. They don't even have, like, whenever they try to, to do a serious discussion, because 
this is a lot of shit to unpack. Like that, especially the dad, the mom, the Rachel Veidt's character at the very least in that intro was kind of telling him, I don't want to go back. I don't want to do this. At least so uh, cognitively, something in her was thinking, I don't want to go and take the kids back to that. But he was like, nah, I'm bored. I want to go back. He's the one who lures them to get drugged and taken. And he doesn't really show remorse for what he did. And even in the jail, even when he first comes out and they're like, "Uh, yeah, I can't have kids because, you know, they gave me an involuntary hysterectomy. Um, Duh. He trivializes it. He's like, he just trivializes it the whole time. And then he's like, oh, I'm so proud of you. You've killed so many people. And he continues to just trivialize everything. And on the turn of a dime, he goes in to talk to like Florence Pugh's character and he sings that song back and suddenly it's like a revelation. Everything is okay. Like that's the big apology. And it's not enough to me. Like it's just not enough. He was, I mean, he is a big part of these girls trauma that their life was. And he does nothing to really reprimand that at all. Also, I don't know. Really? I also don't know why they were a family for three years. She was like, oh, it was a psychologically selected, uh, optimized time period. I'm like, oh, for mm-hmm. Natasha's little thing. The mother was explaining that, like, they picked those three that that was the that was the most they explained this because they had to get family something. unit like, for three was, years. He was like spying out to get something um, like that. Oh, that, OK. He was I get, like he was spying out oh, to get the disc and then burned down the facility with anything of evidence. So they to so them having the little girls that it was just to make an ostent. Okay, now that yeah. makes more sense to yeah. me. All right, all right, it makes a little bit more sense to me because I missed the fallout. I just, just didn't the fallout. I, there wasn't enough fallout. So Larry, I didn't get it. Now it makes sense. I'm like, oh, so that's why. So they yeah. did know the whole time that it was fake because. They're right. They took all the pictures of the holidays yeah, all in a day. So they knew that it was fake. So Natasha knew for sure because she had already been through the training. To yes. Be like the little, a little girl would, must have been like three or yeah, whatever. She was so little. She didn't really connect it or understand what was happening, I guess. What? I still don't quite understand. And she connected to them. So she started to obviously attach feelings to these people taking care of her for three years as a small child. <laughs> I still don't understand like why she didn't understand like it was real to me i don't know yeah. i don't know i mean i think she's like the emotions were real to me like i i, I loved I, you and especially with natasha because this is what else is unclear is once they go that man has them split natasha and yelena up but they also make it seem like they still had contact like they were still part of the same group so were natasha and yelena still like able to keep their sister bond yeah. while they went through the rest of the black widow we don't know we don't I know because it's not like, clear in the montage don't understand the like she thinks she killed this guy when she joined shield so then she leaves and she never comes back to check on her sister she never looks into like what happened to her sister what's going on there's just this like oh you weren't my sister at that point in time so and again they don't they don't really like, explain any of this at any point in the marvel line they yeah. throw a, a quick line florence Pugh tells her that at like one point and natasha just kind of rubs it like brushes it off and we don't revisit it and yeah. that's the whole film is we address like these little points of like hey you suck you abandoned me hey you drugged me and sent me into trafficking hey you did all these terrible things that screwed me up for life mentally but then it's just like oh 
brush it off and move along. Like, oh, okay, we're not actually going to deal with any of the dark stuff that was brought up in this film. You know what? Honestly, would have like just made more sense to me if they just they were both i it would have made more sense to me if they were the biological daughters of the villain and this evil scientist and they willingly sold their daughters off to be black widows because they would become these amazing killing machines and then they have to like think about it afterwards adding in this whole element of they were like taken and they were uh they were also i mean i guess you're again they're trying to like address this like girls being abducted sort of thing i guess uh but adding in this element of like oh a biological parent and oh i i don't know who my biological parent is they deleted they got rid of they burned my birth certificate so i have no idea who but so this is the only family that i knew and it's like it just doesn't it doesn't none of it reads for me none of it like logically follows through and you're right it um, makes more sense point to to forgive like these are random people at the end of the day that you yeah. have no connection to. Random if it's villain. your mom and dad who sold you off, you're going to be hurt and you're going to be angry, but you, you're you still going to have this weird wanting for them. Right. You, so you're going to forgive yes. them. You know, you'll be easier to like uh, want to move past that. With these yes. random people that once again, you had no connection to, you've lived your whole life without and now, there's really no reason to like want to pull back to like be this little family. I mean, it's very strange. I don't know. I didn't, that's why the movie's so frustrating because I do, I think there's a lot that could have been great. Like this could have been a great yeah. film and they set up a great idea. They it just is the execution out, man. just wasn't there. They, <laughs> they never they went there. Out. Yeah, they, <laughs> they never went there. They just uh, they were afraid to make it too dark, so yeah. they didn't make it dark at all. And then they leaned too hard in this into this comedy direction, which made nothing make us make sense anymore. Yeah. And so really, like, Florence is the best comedy. Like David Harper is fun right? at moments, just because he's like goofy. Uh, right. But and, and we'll I get into this comedic <laughs> yeah. timing undermined a lot of this stuff totally. that happened. So, and we'll get into this. I generally prefer the funny Marvel movies, but in this case, the comedy absolutely undercut yeah. any of the logic of the rest of the film and kind of like, like don't, unless, do a black comedy. If you're going to do mm-hmm. a comedy that deals with something that's like dark and fucked up, do a black comedy and just go for it. Don't try and half-ass the darkness and kind of, shift it off to the side and make it more like uh, like a comic version of yeah, darkness yeah. so that it's a still a family-friendly film like either then, make the choice or not and, and i think that you can do i think there would have been ways to make this make a lot more sense yeah. it, it just it was like it wanted to be a bunch of different things and then thus managed to be none of those things yeah it wanted this to be is a like comedy it wanted to be light time. it wanted to be like a drama about right. family and wanted to be wanted to talk about this child trafficking problem and then basically drop the ball on all of them it was yeah. still funny but this was like this was the first time because you know there's a marvel formula that's been established with the jokes like it'll be yeah. like actions at peace or you know things joke you have to drop in jokes in these marvel films every so often it seems that's like a rule or unwritten rule or maybe it is written that there have to be jokes throughout because pretty much every marvel film they, they drop in jokes as we move along this is the first time where it truly took me out and i think it's because Unlike most of the other films, we are dealing with a dark subject that 
is actually hits close to our actual world. Like it feels like it's saying something about our real world in a way. And other films like Black Panther obviously deal with such things, but they didn't drop the jokes in the middle of them addressing those. Yes. They, they put them in other areas, but they never just like undermined the, yeah. the serious topic with the joke. And I think they did that quite a bit here. Yeah. And that's why the, the Marvel formula didn't, didn't work in this instance for me. And it's the first time where it truly, the formula itself was glaringly misplaced for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I think they really undercut Natasha's death yet again and kind of undercut her importance. I know a lot of people think this celebrates her importance to the Avengers. I really don't. I don't personally. I mean, maybe other people did. I don't know. I I, I did it. It did it. It wasn't about Natasha. It was about this. It was upstaged in her own film as well. Yeah, it was about her dad and this weird family drama and her sister. And like, it wasn't about her. I did not. We did not get a Black Widow origin story. I still don't freaking know what that deal is between her and Hawkeye. Oh, I have a vague recollection of like, (laughs) I have a vague idea of like, oh, he helped her get out of the Black Widows, which sounds like a cool fucking movie. And I would have probably preferred (sighs) that to be completely honest to this. Like why? I literally said they literally said we will find out what happened in Budapest and I guess technically we did, but nobody wanted Natasha to just tell us. <laughs> nobody wanted to just hear her say it in her movie. We wanted a freaking scene. <laughs> give me a flashback, something, man. Like, honestly, it was just such a weird choice. Like, oh, we're going to focus on this family drama. This is a Marvel film. What the fuck are you doing? We wanted, it's an action film. Like, I understand that maybe they're trying to, like, do some different things and, like, move into some other ideas. But, like, do what works and don't get lost. This is, like, this. it was like they wanted to have, like, an indie family film. The Guardians of the Galaxy is your mismatch family. Like, that's all you need. We don't need another one. Yeah, this is more family. We don't need it. We already have it. We're yeah. good. And they yeah. did it great. So leave it and alone. You, there also would have been ways to do this in a way that it worked and it just didn't. Right. Like yeah. I like I said, I enjoyed the concept of a villain of an old ass villain and his like family like that alone would be a cool movie concept on its own. Um, but in the context of the rest of like the Black Widow universe and all of this, it just doesn't work. And maybe they're kind of underwhelming too in this film. Did you yeah. think so or did you like them? Well, you just didn't have any. So you have that Draco person who you just don't really like. I don't understand any of his motivation other than he's evil and power hungry. And um, likes to control girls. Yeah. And it's just not a very good, like, it's just not very good or compelling motivation for a villain. Taskmaster is more interesting, I guess, but also not at all because it's again like another character that doesn't have any free will. Um, so that and is she's weird. like a personality list. Like they make Taskmaster, they yes. they they void the character of any personality, which is not the case, like in comic books and video games. Taskmaster mm-hmm. speaks and has a personality, but they were so focused on reveal that they obviously couldn't have Taskmaster speak, or else it would start giving away clues of like, oh. Okay, woman, yeah. uh, woman immediately. But so she kind of was a boring villain. I mean, she has kind of cool set pieces. There's a couple cool fights that Taskmaster has, but uh, there's so again so much potential with the idea like- behind Taskmaster that just isn't handled. So yeah, that's so I am not. <laughs> 
so my husband has read like all of the Marvel <laughs> comics and he's like a total dork and he like leans over and tell me tells me things that are like the inside nerd Easter egg things as I'm like watching the movie. Um, but he did tell me like the cool thing about Taskmaster is that Taskmaster, which they didn't really explore in this movie, is actually really cool because it's got all of the other powers that the Avengers have. So it's got the shield like um, like Captain America, except instead of bouncing off of things, it just like places right into him. She just does arrows like uh, Hawkeye. She also has like these blaster things that are like um, Iron Man. Like she basically, and she can fight in the exact style, the style of Black Widow. Yeah. She's also crazy strong, maybe not as strong as the Hulk, but like, so she's got all these sick ass powers and they don't really explore them very much, um, which is kind of, I, I imagine is disappointing from like a, uh, watching the reading the comic books standpoint um he yeah. did think it was very cool and he was completely caught off guard by it, it ending up being a woman i was not because i am wise to cinematic plot devices and was like hmm mysterious daughter blown up and they're not showing us the face of this character i wonder who that's gonna be i mean I people pegged Actually, people's theory before the film came out was that Rachel Weitz was going to be the Taskmaster. Because most oh. people were like, they're trying to make it seem like this is a male, but I'm pretty positive this is a female in this suit. Uh, oh, <laughs> so see, theories had already pegged this is a woman, but they they were thinking Rachel Weitz. And I still was kind of thinking that throughout the movie because it's like, mm, she disappeared. Uh, we don't ever hear or see about her after she goes into that van. Maybe she is Taskmaster. But then they get captured. I was like, oh, OK, no, it for sure is the daughter. But uh, <laughs> so I was thinking I, I wasn't sure. But uh, and then we get that post credit scene, which I love and I hate. So here's why I hate it, because, again, I think after Endgame, the Avengers are sad about Natasha dying for like maybe two whole minutes. Uh, we get the Hulk throwing the bench. We get them making sad face and then we move on and almost don't speak about her or really she, her death has we no only care impact. about tony stark because he saved us only all. care about tony stark in this film she doesn't get a funeral she's not even included in the tony stark memorial like we don't get an avengers no no, no it's just tony stark then we get something here so because you're thinking you're like okay so she has this new family none of them cared that she died we have this random guy that she's apparently been working with that we've never heard or seen of again that she has this much better romantic chemistry than she ever did with Bruce Banner. Uh, yeah. This would have been the love story I would have wanted for Natasha. He was adorable. They have like fun Funny. little banter. Yeah. Uh, he didn't care about her dying. Like nobody else cared. Um, except Yelena. So we get this post credit where she goes to her gravesite. And it's, it's touching. I thought it was a cute moment. But then it's undercut with a joke. And I almost screamed. We then hear somebody blowing their nose off to the side. I was like, okay, we, I wish we would have split this first off. It, I would have been okay with this being like the two, like they used to do. Like mm -hmm. one in the middle and one at the end. Mm -hmm. um, I just was like, really? We got one more minute of us recognizing Natasha's death before. Also, if this, this is in Ohio, did Yelena make this gravesite herself because none of the avengers to my knowledge maybe clint hawkeye knows about anything about black widow she hasn't told them a damn thing about her life i'm pretty sure none of them knew she grew up in ohio for three years 
who made this gravesite for Black Widow in Ohio? It's also a very weird, like teeny tiny little, a tiny little headstone. They put on the headstone, daughter, sister, Avenger. Why the hell would they put on daughter and sister? Once again, who made this? Because the Avengers didn't. They wouldn't have known anything about her being a daughter and a sister. Like, uh, what? It makes no sense. Like, the gravesite itself to me made absolutely no sense. And I was like, what the hell is this? But I was was mostly confused. I was like, where is this? What kind of a... This looks like an old, old, old gravesite. Like, these are the types of gravesites (laughs) where they don't bury people anymore. Why is this where her... Very weird. But I was like, you know what? Whatever. Whatever. (laughs) I'll I'll get past that. It was cute. But then we get it undercut with the joke. Then the second half, I loved. Now, I will say that. When Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Val, shows up, I did love it. I was like, I just love... I love... Her. I love that Julia Louis-Dreyfus is the, like, evil counterpart to Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury. Like, yes, please. This She's is the so first time good. Disney so is, like, straight up advertising for a Disney Plus show. Like, yeah. the, instead of giving us a preview for the next movie, they gave us a preview into the Hawkeye series. Um, it's already been confirmed. Florence Pugh is in the Hawkeye series. Oh. Clearly the villain of the Hawkeye series. <laughs> so, so maybe in the Hawkeye series, we'll finally learn exactly what happened to make her switch over to S.H.I.E.L.D. <sighs> and not be brainwashed. Ugh, like, okay, I got to go back to... Maybe I would care about Black Widow more and think she was a lot cooler if I understood anything about how she escaped from this program that she was in. I don't know anything about her still. I know she had a fake childhood and she cared a lot about her sister and she maintained her heart even though she was subjected to atrocity. And that is cool. That is awesome. But also... I don't understand why yeah. she maintained her heart. What, what was her explanation was like, you pain makes us stronger. You told me that. Yeah. What does yeah. that have to do? That is some, first of all, that was some toxic <laughs> shit that I was pretty sure we were all supposed to understand was yeah. some toxic shit of like, my girls are the strongest girls in the world. Yeah, no. Like the tall are the toughest girls. In the, like, yeah. Okay, that's toxic because this guy then sold you off to become automaton yeah. assassins. Yeah. That you have to then like spend the rest of your life making up for the fact that you killed a bunch of people you didn't want to kill. Like what I d- what it just doesn't make any sense. They don't we'll I see, don't I think they I don't I, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Larry. I'm pretty sure what happened was they wanted Black Widow to be a fuck character. They wanted her to be a sexual object mm-hmm. inside the context of the Avengers world. Yep. They had to have that eye candy. They because had to also have at least one woman. They were like, okay, yes, we do, we do need to- a female here somewhere. Yes. Well, you know, and also m- boobies, right? We have to have boobies. Obviously, that's why we picked Scarlett Johansson. And that's why we do this pose I, like this. This pose with the boobs, right? And we're not going to talk about that in the movie at all. We're not going to talk about the objectification of Blackwood of the entirety of the film. And so they made this toy, made, they made this sex object, and then they retroactively were like, I guess we got to like make her important to some extent. Uh, she died to save everyone, but we don't really care. We, we, she had a family that was fake. Yeah. And we don't really care. Uh, like, 
they just did a terrible job. They like yeah. created this like sexy background for her and then did nothing with it. So like, it just sucks. It, I wanted, I wanted a black widow, super spy movie. I thought that would have been sick. I would have been super down for like spy daring intrigue. I'm even down for her to be like hot. And then like, uh, like the Fonka Jensen character we're from cool. uh, we're cool with ScarJo yeah. running around being hot y'all like yes. that's never the problem the people always get us so twisted that's not the problem <laughs> what yeah. you just explained is a great explanation of it like you have to have something else like they're always yeah. like oh yeah well we always get shirtless shots of Thor yeah but Thor has a lot of other shit to do like Thor is a fully Thor realized a character freaking arc he's got a family yeah. that makes sense he's got a family dynamic that makes sense a brother he's got he evolves. He's got three movies outside of the ones that he's also yeah. in. Like we know tons of shit about Thor. We know yeah. tons of shit about every single Avenger except yeah. for her and Hawkeye, <laughs> which like I also don't care about Hawkeye because no, I don't know anything about him. And it's very baffling. And they joke about it. Low like, key. What, uh, we've been joking Avengers? that we hope that Yelena kills Clint. <laughs> in the Hawkeye scene. Well, because we know he's getting replaced, like, because we have Haley Steinfeld is, like, the new hot girl in Hawkeye. She's being introduced, and everybody's way more excited about Haley Steinfeld. They're way more excited about the dogs uh, that were on set that everybody is obsessed with now. And we're way more excited about seeing Florence Pugh come back. Nobody cares about Hawkeye. He's, like, literally the least interesting part about his own show coming up. <laughs> So, Poor guy. Just kill Poor him. Poor Jeremy just, Renner. Yelena, kill him. We're cool. I'm fine with that. I was, he should have died. He should have died I, in Endgame. Sorry right? about it. He should have died in Endgame. Uh, I know he had a family, but I don't care. He should have been the one to die in Endgame. Uh, whatever. I... So that was our review for Black Widow. I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, go ahead and leave a comment here, wherever you're listening, on the YouTube page. Did you like Black Widow? Were we too harsh on Black Widow? We don't think so, but maybe Or you were do. we exactly correct? Or maybe we went too easy on it. Let us know. Maybe it was a fast <laughs> film. Maybe you liked it not at all instead not at all. of You idiot. thought it was the worst thing you've ever seen in your life. Let us know all of those comments. Love, hate, and everything in between. And make sure to check back in a few days as we will be posting our entire Marvel Cinematic Universe ranking so you can see where Black Widow ends up. Also, make sure you're following us on social media at Cinema Snarks on both Twitter and Instagram. Ren, where can the folks find you? At Ren Manley on Twitter and Poo 13 on Instagram. Perfect. And you can find me at ChiliBoyYT on Twitter and ChiliBoyProductions on both Instagram and YouTube. So we love you all for your support of the podcast and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.